everyone, this is Christopher Childers from Madonna's Girly Show, and you're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast. Hey guys, it's Tony, and I'm uh, going bananas. Oh, yes, you are, Tony. You and me and everyone else in this world, we're all just a little bit nuts right now. Hey, everybody, it's Stefan. Welcome to another episode of MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone. We are so happy to welcome Christopher Childers to the show. Welcome, Christopher. Thank you, guys. I'm thrilled to be here. Super excited. We are super excited to have you. Um, how's How's your day going so far? It's good. I um, I just finished teaching class, so I'm a little out of breath and frazzled, but um, I'm happy because I got that over with and it's done for the day, so now I can just relax and talk to you beautiful boys. Oh, thank you so much. We're well. just so excited to have yet another illustrious girly show co-participant slash co-star slash um, I don't even know what I'm icon <laughs> icon <clears throat> a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's one of our favorite shows, so we can't wait to hear your take on what went down. Your first, your firsthand knowledge of being part of an iconic show. Mm-hmm. There, oh, I don't mind telling you guys, I woke up at four o'clock just remembering so much stuff that I just haven't really sort of thought through. Um, and then I just was like, God, we did so much during that time. It was just incredible. There's so much that happened, you know? Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah. We've had lots of your former colleagues on the show. I know um, that, yeah. MG and Carlton and Carrie Ann and... Oh God, Alex Magno, Alex who Magno. worked on the show. Yeah, so Fabulous. many people. We've had lots of stories, so I'm sure you're going to be bringing your your own stories to the to the show as well. That's for sure. I hope so. <laughs> well, uh, let me give you a proper introduction for those of you who are not familiar. After the Girly Show World Tour, Christopher Childers bought a house in Las Vegas and created an entertainment company, as one does. He became the director and creator of Sandcastle Dinner Theater in Japan, Guam, and Saipan after assisting the Foley Berger director, Jerry Jackson, on that show in Vegas as well. He's done work with Cirque du Soleil. He's worked in Hollywood with director Sam Raimi on the Spider-Man film. He won over 27 different awards for his film that he directed and created in 2019 called Carnival of Wonders. Most recently, he opened a costume shop in Half Moon Bay, California, where he now resides with his husband, David, and he's writing a script for a new feature-length film, which combines the lost art of the showgirl through told through a science fiction-based story. And also, you are currently teaching dance as well, correct? That's it. I just finished teaching. It's funny. We were doing deeper and deeper. I do that. Most of my students are women of a certain age. They're, I don't know, 40s, 50s, 60s. I have a couple of them in their 70s. And we do deeper and deeper, and I actually do choreography from the show. Little pieces oh of God. it, little chunks, and it's kind of fun. So we did that today, and they were so excited that I was going to be on this podcast. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, you're, now, not, you're not doing anything involving a super large disco ball, are you? No, not in the studio, although I wouldn't rule that out. You never know. <laughs> and, and when you're doing this uh, recreation of the deeper and deeper number, does it segue into the orgy scene? Or? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just checking. Just yeah, checking. no, not that. Boy, that was that's, a great. That's, for, that's a different class. That is. That's a totally <laughs> different class. Oh, my gosh. That was a well, great segment, by the way. 
Uh, oh, yeah. On since we're in 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 the thick of Girly Show already, let's 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 start there. How did Girly Show come your way? How did you get involved with that? Well, I auditioned. Uh, what was funny is I had seen Blonde Ambition um, when I was dancing in New York. I was in Jerome Robbins Broadway. In fact, the, the day, the first day of my show, Madonna had just had auditions for Blonde Ambition in New York City because one of the dancers in Jerome Robbins was a huge Madonna nut. He just loved her. Mm. named Steven. And he was saying, Oh my gosh, you just missed this amazing audition. Um, and then she came of course with that show. Um, and I went and saw it and I just was like this, the, it mm-hmm. was the best thing I'd ever seen. She was just large and in charge and fantastic. The dancing was great. And I just knew in the back of my brain, I'm like, I'm going to work with this woman. I have to, like, I have to be in one of these shows. Cause it just blew my freaking socks off. It just did. I thought it was fantastic. So in June of 1993, I auditioned. I was living in L.A. at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, we it was a long audition. I'm sure you've heard this from some of the mm-hmm. other dancers. Uh, and I kept making cut after cut after cut. And then um, I made it to the finals. And I was working on a film called North, which was a Rob Reiner film. It didn't really do mm-hmm. that well. Elijah Wood was the star. I was working on that film when I got word that I was cast in The Girly Show, which was really, really cool and exciting. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how it happened. Was that, so I don't know if a lot of the other dancers have ever expanded on this, Tony. What, when you got that, that call, I mean, this is before you can make a huge stink about it on social media, but what, what did you do? Did you go out and party? Did you like call <laughs> friends and family and just be like, yeah. you're not going to believe this? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. It was, it was such a, you know, I knew the quality I knew from seeing her, her show that this was going to be something epic. Of course, nobody knew what this was going to be about. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I was completely bowled over, excited. I think we partied. We went out for drinks. I think tequila was definitely involved. (laughs) I was with a good, I have so many friends that are fans of hers too. So, you know, there was also that extra, just, they were just hitting me. They were like, you MF, can I swear on this? (laughs) Yes. Oh, thank fucking God. So, um, yeah, they were like, you little fucker. And they were hitting me. They were just, you know, it was, it was epic. It was just such a, you know, it was like Christmas day, you know, it was fantastic. Tell us about your featured moment in the girly show where you're portrayed, you know, this is like a a big acting job for you. An overzealous (laughs) fan completely dressed up in the girly show merch who jumped on stage only to be revealed surprise as one of the dancers. Like how was that devised and put together with you as a focus? I remember watching it on HBO because, you know, obviously I wasn't in Sydney, Australia. Um, and I was thinking, oh, that's got to be some random Australian. They just like, you know, gave a little talking to and he jumped on stage. But then as you like see it develop, it, that obviously wasn't the case. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the moment you ripped off your shorts and there was, <laughs> there was a, a bedazzled pair of, of minis underneath. We knew. I still have those. They're in my they're literally in my closet. People always ask yeah. me if I still have them. I took a photo of those and put them on Instagram, not with me in them, I will say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was those in prime, were, prime shape back then, so I'm not going to... Those were those designed by Dolce & Gabbana, correct? They were, which was just fantastic to have their costumes. God, I remember mm-hmm. they just you know, sent tons and tons of stuff, and it was all on racks, all this fantastic uh, you know, clothing and costume pieces. Mm-hmm. It was just otherworldly. It was fantastic. No, um, I... I 
anyone that's been on the show from the girly show, I tell them, I was like, I was obsessed with those Dolce & Gabbana white tank tops that you guys all wore. They were oh, so good. And we have so many, but they, they gave us tons of them. You know, of course, it was just, you know, stacks of, like the one that I tore off as the crazy fan. There was just mm-hmm. stacks of them. They had uh, like a little pre-cut, you know, kind of up here so I could just grab it and rip it in one in one motion. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny, I have, I still have a full set of Girly Show t-shirts. I'm, a li- I'm like a hoarder, but a good hoarder. Like I keep, <laughs> yeah. I keep things neatly stacked in little areas and... Um, yeah. You're an archivist. That's what you are. Right. That's it. That's exactly <laughs> what girly. I'm sorry. We're dovetailing because we want, we do want to ask you about your, your shiny moment where you disrobe on stage. What, <laughs> what girly show t-shirts do you have? Um, I'm trying to all think of them the three. Yeah, pretty much all of them. The three that I have right now, the rest are under the house in a, in a storage. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, the one of her, the profile with the cigarette, um, mm-hmm. the sex, the sex, um, she did that kind of, it's like a leotard with jewels on it covering there's like a close-up oh, yes. of that um and what's the other one brain shoulders <laughs> yeah. i can't think of what it is it's sitting in my closet i want to dash oh, sorry. well that's all very impressive <laughs> but did, do you all did you also get to keep uh you know the matchbook and the condom the official branded <laughs> condom <laughs> <laughs> yeah all of it oh my gosh we had i had the pen you know the little pen mm-hmm. the pink pen where she on you know her Gets but naked, right? Typed it. Yeah, I love that little pen, and somebody stole it. It was a bummer. Of course, of yeah. course. Uh, yeah. So tell us about your tell us about that moment. How was that conceived? Who came? Was yeah. that Madonna came to you and said, "Chris, this is what you're doing." Yeah, her and Christopher, you know, soup. They worked super tightly together, hand in hand, and um, they would sort of talk to us before we would do something. They would say, "This is kind of what we're going to do," or if it was something. Um, which we can talk about the boxing thing. Like she sent us to boxing school. Cause I remember we just, she wanted everything legit and she's like, mm-hmm. you're not going to be on my stage unless you know what you're doing. Um, but that particular moment, I remember I was just Carlton and I were always running around like 12 year old girls, like because we're just dorks. So I was doing some <laughs> like weird dance, with my arms in the air and stuff. And I think it just clicked. They were like, you have to do this part, <laughs> which I didn't realize about what an ass I looked like until I, cause Chris would say I would change it up on different nights depending on the city. And I just was so in my element of like being focused on her that I wasn't really thinking about my moving the way mm-hmm. I was moving, I should say. Um, and he'd always call it the monster mash, but he's like, you look like you're doing the monster mash. But, um, yeah, it was just super, it was, it was, I think it was just, they saw me and they're like, you have to do this part. You're completely wacko. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to do it. I will tell you, you know, in different countries, the security that was sort of around the front of the stage, you know, it'd be different in different cities. Some guys would just stand, some would, but they had Uzis in a couple of the the countries, <laughs> these big, you know, um, yeah, military rifles slung over. And I was like, I just don't want to get shot in the back. Like I kept, (laughs) you know, I kept thinking like, God, I hope. And of course, Christopher was like, we've made sure every country knows you're part of the show and blah, 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 blah. But those were kind of a little bit scarier moments doing that. But for the most part, it was really fun. Yeah. I'd Um, like to keep my job. Please don't shoot me. (laughs) Yeah. Please don't get me. Um, And then on the last night of the show, uh, uh, Earl and, um, oh God, Madonna's bodyguards. Anyway, they came out and they grabbed me and took me off stage in like two seconds because they used to stand post, of course, during the show um, mm-hmm. in case anybody got on. And the last night, they told right when I went up to go get her, they came and grabbed me. It was really funny. Oh, how funny. But you didn't know both, that was going to happen? No, no. And they're both like 6'4". Um, Bob and Earl, I think, um, you know, big guys. And I 
was gone and off. I didn't even feel it. Like that's how fast they <laughs> picked me up and threw me off. They didn't throw me. They were gentle, but um, yeah, it was a blast to do that. It was really, really fun. No, and, and you had a big responsibility, you know, in addition to Madonna, you kind of had a moment to like razz up the audience and you, you, I mean, you could feel that energy kind of, you know, swell when you were quote unquote discovered, right? That's totally it. And it was so, she was just fun. I don't know, you know, everyone has a different take on Madonna when they work with her, but I always just remember her connections were fun. And when I would take that off and we go into deeper, it was such a great song and the dance was so great mm-hmm. but just that connection of that first when she pushed me back when you know that part and yeah. i just was like this is so fucking amazing it just felt incredible it was so fun and i felt like i started the, the number with her you know just it was so fun it was a blast famously gene kelly was consulted for the girly show but you know a lot of people don't understand how much or how little you know he had to do with with rain so what was the process regarding engaging and disengaging with him during the creation of that number in the girly show like what are any recollections you have from that i well that was one of my biggest memories because it was you know to be in that room with him was just you know you're like in it's a living legend in the room yeah and of course mm-hmm. madonna's there too which is amazing but you're like holy shit this is gene kelly um what I do remember is they did want to collaborate on Rain, and he, uh, God, he was probably 83 at the time, and I just remember he would come, uh, he had like a 20-year-old, I don't know if it was his girlfriend or whatever, but she'd get him all set up and bring him to the front to sit down. Um, and he kind of had an idea, I think in retrospect, because of the sex book, his idea of what he wanted Jill to do was, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but he wanted her to be in a sheer clown collar and be topless and do this point mm-hmm. piece. Um, and she was kind of like, well, I don't know if that really, you know, it's, you know, I think he was thinking, Oh, this is Madonna and sex. And like, I really do think creatively he thought he was doing his thing for her that way, yeah. you know, cause it was nudity and all that stuff. And she just kept saying, no, that's really not it. <laughs> and he was <laughs> like, well, maybe she, you know, how about if, you know, and he kept kind of sort of staying on that topic about the, the, the topless thing. And then at one point she said, well, you have to use my, my dancers, my boys, they're beautiful. I know, you know, we've got great girls, but so then she kind of gives us the arm and we start to, we have to, we're not auditioning, but like, he's like, okay, give me a double tour. Give me a double turn. Do this, do that. Let me see your extension. And we're dancing and auditioning for Gene Kelly, the four boys. That's when my (laughs) heart was like beating out of my chest. I was like, holy moly. Jesus, it was so, it was just incredible and amazing. Um, the funny thing is, though, that I do remember there was a moment, and it might have been this, even the second day, possibly the third day, and Madonna's like, oh, Gene Kelly's back. <laughs> we were kind of like, you know, it was very like that, like, oh, Gene Kelly, like, I don't think, you know. Why is he here again? Yes, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, and she was so gracious about it, because he's who he is, and I just remember thinking, oh, my God, this is so bizarre because, you know, it just it didn't work. Like the ideas <laughs> just did not mesh. But um, but the man is just a legend. And just to be able to dance and show off in front of him, I was so excited. Yeah. And Madonna, of course, was like, my boys are beautiful. She was pushing us. Of course, so he funny. was wanting to be with the with the pretty girls. It was just very funny. <laughs> but, it's, um, I love that there's always this these like these moments in Madonna's career where she's working with these huge high profile people on things and then nothing ever comes of it. Like, like 
if that was me working with Gene Kelly, Gene Kelly, whatever he wanted would have been in the show. You know, <laughs> exactly. like, but Madonna was like, mm, no, it's not working. Sorry. Next. That's exactly. <laughs> that's it. But, and she's so funny about it too, because everything, you know, she's kind of like, well, I don't know. Gene's bad. Like Gene Kelly's here. She's very like, she was very like that during the whole rehearsal process. Um, yeah. Even, was- even so though, there was a big, a big influence still on the range, just my imagination number, especially with the dancing interlude, you know, when Madonna comes off the stage, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was super, um, you know, that video was just so beautiful. And, you know, I mm-hmm. think erotica was such a great album. I mean, it was such yeah. an, um, you know, to be on the tour after the sex book and erotica was a really big thing. I mean, especially back then, because so yeah. many, you know, so many people had written her off. Like, she, this mm-hmm. is it. She's done yeah. because of the sex book. Put your and clothes she, on, Madonna. We're done with you. <laughs> right. And she's like, fuck you. I'm going on tour. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. tour this. And and so to be in that group, it was just an incredible, it just, the whole experience was amazing. And she, I can't speak for her now, but then was so sort of, it was pre-baby. So she was kind of looking mm-hmm. for suitors and she was kind of vulnerable and very um, kind of quiet. I don't know. Mm. It was, it's uh, It was interesting that rehearsal process, but I do remember the, Oh God, Gene Kelly's back. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. That's just good. Stuff. No, it, that's funny. <laughs> I have a couple more fangirl uh, questions, so bear with me. So Please. as you mentioned, you were, I, I love the, I mean, it's just so, I got, I'm going to use the word iconic. I mean, the, I, the iconography of Carrie Ann coming down and then the silhouettes of you guys boxing. Um, tell us about, cause you know, when you go see a Madonna show, the first number like sets the tone for everything and it shocks you and it energizes you. And tell us a little bit about your boxing training and what the sensibility was for the erotica number. Yeah, that's, it's interesting when I, uh, ended up getting, when we were in New York, I went to her apartment, um, and she had a painting of boxers, two men. And, um, I guess that's sort of where she, uh-huh. she always, you know, uh, ero- love the erotic, uh, the erotic, sorry, um, element of that, you know, boxing, um, and had this painting. Um, but that particular segment, uh, I think Jeffrey Hornaday had worked with us and he had said, we were kind of hitting each other. We didn't really know what we were doing. And he's like, you know, knock him out and then jump up and down. And I started, that might've been the, <laughs> the fan thing now that I think about it. But I started to jump up and down and I was doing what he asked. And she was like, you're not going to do that on my stage. You look like a total ass. That looks ridiculous. <laughs> She's like, I was like, okay. Like I wasn't going to throw him into the bus, but I was right, doing right. exactly as directed. Um, <laughs> but she was like, in fact, you and Luca are going to go to boxing school. And I was like, shit. So rehearsals were like, at, they were crazy early, like eight. So we had to be there at like 530. And it was mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke's gym. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, and he was there actually. And I remember the first day he was in bed, there was this really beautiful girl without her top on just walking around. He took us into the thing and it was a week of crash course intense. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I couldn't wow. believe it because it was so early too. And you know that feeling when you like overexert? And you have that sick feeling and then we have to go to rehearsal after. Um, but I'm grateful for it because it really, um, it helped me appreciate boxing so much and the core mm. work and what it really all means and how you sort of jab and, 
Um, and you know, we look more legit than we did before, sure. <laughs> which is so important. So you, you were at boxing workshop at 5:30 a.m., and Carrie mm-hmm. Ann was at pole dancing workshop at 5:30 a.m., and then That's y'all had it. to show up already tired and dance for 12 <sighs> hours. It was crazy. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It's so funny too. I think back and think, God, that was just insane. But you know, that was. She's like, you're gonna take boxing. You have to look legit when you do this. It's funny with Carrie Ann's solo, which was so great. I was the understudy for that. Nobody else did it. And of course, if she ever went out, I was the one that had to do it. And I got to do it one time. Right oh, wow. The, yeah, on the right pole? On the pole. When, the st- when we just, I think we went to Sony Studios and when the stage was first put together, mm-hmm. um, and Madonna watched, Michelle uh, stood in for her so Madonna could watch the show and they asked me to go in for the pole. Um, and I, it was, it was it was really scary and fun, but I loved it. I was like, Oh, I was that when Carrie Ann, cause Carrie Ann told us that she had gotten injured one time and that she had to like sort of recover and that they were like, they told her someone's replacing you. Thank you for, Oh God. That's, <laughs> you know what? That totally reminds me. That's exactly why I did do it that time too. She was, she was feeling injured or had an injury. Um, yeah, it's, it was, that was a really God, that opening with her that scale of like the clown looking up and you look up and, yeah. up and up and it's just so beautiful i think so when you understudied for carrie what was your costume <laughs> just a little, <laughs> little tiny pair of shorts they were like mm-hmm. you know little it G-string. wasn't a g-string luckily ah. um yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even I'm, then i would I'm have done su- it I i'm actually surprised by that because yeah. you think Madonna would be like, yeah, G-string. <laughs> yeah, G-string. Red sequin here you go um <laughs> yeah no they were just little tiny short shorts um it was hard. That took a lot of core work. Even just yeah. that opening creep down, she had to creep down and then you had to do kind of that frog leg position and, mm-hmm. you know, just hold that forever And different countries would have different climates. So she's like, the pole was so sticky. And then she's like, I almost fell, but she had her safety. You know, it was all that mm-hmm. stuff. It was really, it was intense. She had to be on her game all the time. So it was a pleasure to get to understudy, even though I didn't get to do it, but, um, yeah. but just the one time. Yeah. It was great. So another quick question is, um, actually, Carrie Ann told us that when you guys were preparing for the Justify My Love number, you guys got to try on clothes from from MGM's um, My wardrobe department from My Fair Lady. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about that and tell us how you approached the justify my love number and how, how was it explained to you guys? Because it was very specific and it was something that we had not seen on stage, even in, even before in blonde ambition in a Mm. pop show. Yeah. That number was really, I still watch it and think, Holy moly. It was so beautiful. Um, It's like a Lewis Carroll, Alice in Wonderland. Like all of that stuff was sort of in the concept of what they wanted to do. And of course the checkerboard, the big, you know, the set piece Mm -hmm. behind us. Almost but, like a Tim Burton film, but yes, on stage. That's, that's so funny you said that. That's it's like we needed just an iron gate like in the front of the where the stairs were. Um, yeah, it's very Tim Burton. <laughs> um, but Carrie Ann's right. We did. We went to see all these costumes that were just you know that's another Madonna thing. Like Gene Kelly. Like oh now we're going over here to see my fair lady costumes. I'm like wait what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> You know, and of course we couldn't wear them, so she had them remade, which was, you know, those hats the girls wore, those <laughs> Carrie Ann and that beautiful cape and um, Jill and that bucket style, that gorgeous oh, lamp. Beautiful I mean, costumes. Those costumes were phenomenal. They were the best. And um, yeah, that was. And that just was, for one for one number. That's what I loved yeah. about that was that you wait until the very end of the show and here's this opulent 
decked out to the nines costumes for one five minute little performance. <laughs> and then it's, and then it's done. Incredible. Incredible too. And it's funny, all that sixties kind of movement, of course, Carlton and I were working together um, for the beast within, which was our duet. So him and I were always kind of sort of together and we ended up kind of creating a lot of that little 60s movement that we mm-hmm. were doing, kind of from looking at Fosse style and different things. And yeah. Jeffrey would pull little pieces like, try this, you know, do that, whatever. Um, but yeah, to just go into that 60s thing at the end was just such a badass choice. And I just, it was so fun to do, you know? We yeah, I love that she ramped and- it up at the very end mm-hmm. where it was like, first it's all slow and dark and devious and sinister. And then all of a sudden it's like, and now we're, it's like not doo-wop, <laughs> but like now it's just like bebop yeah, along. Yeah, like and doing the twist. No, I remember the first time I saw it, and I'm probably the only person in the universe who had this interpretation of it, but I thought it was vampires. It, you know, it was like this whole like Twilight people thing. And then at the end, it reminded me of Rocky Horror when they're doing the time warp. So, I mean, it's uh, like you could draw so many things awesome. into that, you know? Mm. I love that. You know, it's funny you said vampire because of the, the sunglasses over. And we yeah. do the monocles over the sunglasses. Oh, yeah. 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 I think that's so, that's so interesting to, to, that you saw it like that. I could see, I could absolutely see that. Plus the makeup and everything. It's yeah, so totally. crazy. No, that was a blast to perform. And just a beautiful, that whole piece was just exceptional. Yeah. yeah. What were some of your other favorite numbers to perform in Girly Show? I mean, there were so many wonderful moments, but did you have one where you're like, every night you're like, yes, I love this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, East Within, I have to say, um, although it was really hard on our bodies because we mm. were in, in the pole climber, you know, those boots were so heavy. Um, you know, and we'd always step on each other's skin and there was always a cut mm. or a bang, but it was just, you know, for her to just give the stage to us and let, and let us do that. And of course, Christopher, you know, it was the gays in the military thing at the time. So mm-hmm. Carlton and I, you know, and I, I just, I remember in certain countries, he was like, do not back down, you know, and cause we had some picketers in different, you know, mm. countries, anti-gay, of course. Um, and he was like, don't back down at all. Give it a hundred, you know, and he's, so he was always kind of pushing. So to do that piece was really, the adrenaline was so high. Um, and it was so fantastic. And, and, and I think it was really beautiful. Um, and then Carlton and I would go down at the end on the elevator and we would just be out of breath. And we like, he was just a great partner. He just took great care of me and I tried to take good care of him as well. Um, of course I was on him more he had to lift me. So, um, yeah, that was a special, amazing moment. I mean, I love the orgy too. Speaking of the orgy, because <laughs> you know, she was so funny. Like sometimes we, you know, you'd end up, we knew sort of, we had a blueprint of where we knew we needed to be when we began and be, you know, for the next number, but it kind of changed, you know, every night and we would just get silly up there. You know, we'd be, I'd suck on her boob and then <laughs> she'd say something really off, you know, it's all that great stuff where you're just like, oh my mm-hmm. God, this is so funny and amazing she'd whisper things in people's ear and just do that orgy. We were just shenanigans the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, oh <laughs> it was shenanigans and it was so funny. Like it was just, we're like grinding on each other and doing all this. Carlton's got his hand up everyone's ass. and like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're biting Madonna's boobs. I'm like, what could be better? It was so much fun. And you, I mean, so you said that you were a fan of Madonna's before you were on tour with her. What was that experience like as a, so here you're a fan and you love her songs and her music and you followed her career. And now you're on stage with her. Was it 
Like, was it every night that you would just be like, I can't believe this is my life? Or did you get used to it? And you're like, yeah, this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. But, you know, it's that thing. Like, when we opened at Wembley, that wave of that, the screams, I just wasn't prepared. Luke and I were up in the shadow uh, boxing area um, just waiting. But I just remember thinking, holy fuck, that wave of mm. the, the roar of the crowd you know, your heart just starts beating out of your chest and you never sort of lose that feeling. You know, mm-hmm. you do get more used to things as you go on, but, it, you know, you shift and you notice different things. You know, like I said with Carrie on the Pole, like, you know, the stage goes to all the countries, but the climates are like, you know, you're sweating in one and then you're freezing in the other. So that was yeah. also kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pinch me most of the time. Pinch mm-hmm. me, I can't believe I'm doing this because it just, and then we had the HBO coming up, you know, at the end. So I, right. I was like, I, you know, I was, I was like, I have to eat really clean and work out because, you know, we were so naked in the whole show. So, um, mm-hmm. but it was, it was, yeah, it was an amazing, amazing. Film. Well, you did a good job. I'll tell you that because oh, I, I remember when I was watching y'all, I, like not a moment would go by where I thought, wow, Madonna hires really hot people. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I have to say that's funny not to like sidetrack, but you know, I, I had a, we have a friend here that said, you know, and this was something I never even thought of till after, you know, as a young gay person watching us on stage, I've heard that they, people have thanked me for that. And you have no idea the impact you've had on my life and things mm-hmm. like that. And I think, God, you know, and it sort of hit me more recently how big that statement really is. Um, and I just, I, I think as a working dancer, I wasn't really thinking on those terms mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But to hear that after, it just, it's just an amazing thing. And of course, her to do that show, you know, and have, you know, these, these beautiful people out on stage. And um, yeah, it was, it was really just unbelievable. Unbelievable. So when I hear that, I, I still get blown away by that, you know. Yeah, I, I recall Madonna doing an interview when the show premiered in London, where she expressed you know, they asked her, I think, what were the differences between Girly Show and Blonde Ambition? And one thing that she kept reiterating was that this is more about performance and endurance. You know, she says that, you know, the dancers are conditioned to, you know, do all these physical feats. You know, she kept going back to the circus, you know, motif. And so how did you guys maintain that physicality, you know, throughout the entire run of the show. I mean, how do you keep that momentum going? Because, you know, you're boxing and, you know, and, and, and on top of doing everything else, you know, the beast within that is basically basic training, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and I hate to say this, but I know I keep saying the HBO thing. Like we were all just like, we got to look good for HBO. Mm-hmm. Like well, at least a lot of I eyeballs. I mean, yeah. And it's permanently, you know, so we were constantly working out, um, you know, eating as clean as, as, as we could. Of course we had her amazing chef with us who would make this incredible food. And um, yeah, you know, I do. Well, and you're I, dancing in the show, right? I mean, like the show itself is a workout and I'm right. sure she still had you running the show when you weren't doing the show. Oh, of course we were, <laughs> I forget. We were supposed to have a, I think it was like a three day vacation. And on day three, she called us up. Let's rehearse. <laughs> we were like, oh God. You know, <laughs> she just has to be in that mode. She's just a type, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm grateful because I, I feel like I was in the best shape of my life and, um, I'm grateful for that because God, yeah, I mean, we I was happy though. she made you. I was happy she made you all wear skimpy little outfits. I was looking pepper. back. <laughs> I yeah, it was a beautiful group. The bodies were great, and yeah, I feel very, very 
blessed to have been in that because of that reason. You know, mm-hmm. it's nice to even look back and go, Hey, that looks pretty yeah. good. Back then. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I was hot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, some, something else that must've been incredible was traveling the world with the girly show because Madonna for the first time went to such far flung locations as, you know, Israel, Turkey, Australia, um, I'm sure there are other places that you never expected to, you know, set foot on. So tell us about some of those exotic locations. I mean, I know that you didn't have a lot of time to go out and, you know, check out the scenes, but, you know, I mean, there were like some standout moments, like, for example, in Puerto Rico, when Madonna decided to like almost shut down the entire country by rubbing the flag all over her (laughs) nether regions. But, you know, any other standout (laughs) moments from your world travel? You know what's so weird about that? I just have to back up and say, because I remember at that finale, it was um, holiday, they were throwing, there were the little Puerto Rican flags that were all over. And what I remember seeing was her patting her forehead, but I don't remember that, but it did come out in the paper and I'm like, did she do that? Where where was I? Like, I do remember her patting, but I just, I was like, Oh my God, that's crazy. Um, Yeah. So many of the countries were just unbelievable. Of course, Israel, we did get to tour and see, you know, um, a lot of areas in Israel. They had like Mm -hmm. the Scud missile at the time. There was one that had like landed and didn't explode. They had to show us that, which I was like, Oh, that's kind of weird. Um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, Istanbul was amazing. You know, it was weird because of course with, you know, her, you know, her gay show or whatever, you know, we did have those protests happening, which they shielded us, shielded us from, like, we didn't really know, you know, Mm -hmm. how intense that was. But I just think that in those countries, it was just a little, you know, we'd go out, even in Rio, they were like, don't ever go on Ipanema Beach by yourself. Mm. Don't even like two, like have groups, you know. So we sort of had little clues along the way and things that were, um, you know, just ways to be careful in different mm-hmm. countries because, you know, people are nuts and you never know. Um, but Istanbul was just incredible. Israel was amazing. Um, Puerto Rico was amazing, <laughs> except for the crotch incident. We went to... Um, <laughs> she took us to dinner in Puerto Rico. It was really, it was really fun. We had a dinner and I feel like it was like a Polynesian menu. It was very random, (laughs) (laughs) but it was, it was great. And of course my best memory was, um, I got to, I got to, uh, eat in the Eiffel tower with Jean-Paul Gaultier, Madonna and Christopher Jacconi. That was amazing. Amazing. That was was the highlight of my entire trip. Wow. So what, what would you say is the final word on why, there were only three dates in the United States. Mm. I mean, I think, I I think she just didn't want to deal with all the backlash from sex book. I mean, that's kind of the vibe that I got. And it was such a bummer because of course, you know, uh, I, I wish we did more here. It was just, Mm -hmm. it was such a great show and I wanted more. She was punishing us. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, fine. Y'all don't want me to listen. You don't want to listen to my music. You don't want to play my videos. I'm not going to be here. That's it. I couldn't, I was like three, what do we do? Philly, New York and Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, you know, way too fast, but, um, yeah, the, the, it's grueling, you know, getting on that plane and and going, I'm sure you heard about our incident when we flew from Puerto Rico to Buenos Aires when the plane hit that, um, it's like an air pocket thing. Um, no, why did no, no one please, tell us no. this? Yeah, oh seriously. my God, well, you're going to hear it from me. And you'll be able to hear the rest of our interview with Christopher Childers next week on the show. So make sure to tune in for that. You'll hear more stories about the girly show, including a very secret romance he had during the tour. 
And remember, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MLVC Podcast. You can also donate to the show on Venmo at MLVC Podcast, as well as become a subscriber on Patreon, patreon.podbean.com forward slash MLVC Podcast. Just remember, everybody, you make our lives much brighter. Talk to you again soon.